CTN-CIO Talk Network is brought to you by Redmain and BlackBerry. Welcome to CTN-CIO Talk Network with your host, Sunjo Gall. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are strictly those of the host, guests, and callers. Now, here's Sunjo Gall. Hello, and uh, welcome to this segment of CTN. To learn more, please visit CIOTalkNetwork.com. And our topic for today is the CIO Agenda 2018. And our guest for today's show is Sangi Watson, who is the Chief Information Officer and Executive Vice President with Comerica Bank. Hey, Sangi, how are you? Yes, Anjog, how are you doing? And uh, very nice to speak with you again. Oh, thank you so much. And you know what? Uh, I think... Nothing better than starting the year with a discussion with a, a leader like yourself who has been, uh, I'm sure, fighting the battles and winning many of them in the, in the past few years. And as the 2018 year starts, would love to understand what is in store for you, for your business, and then for the CIO community in general. So... That said, one of the things which does come to mind is the 2017 year was so full of innovation that was done and something which was so uh, unprecedented. You talk about machine learning. You talk about uh, the device mesh. You talk about uh, autonomous agents. And these are just a few, but of course not everybody's going to use it. But there are many other disruptions that were done and digital, which was supposed to be earlier in the labs, and then it was more like just proof of concepts, now people are saying, okay, let's integrate it. Let it, let's make it real. With all of that, that is going on there, right? And, and digital is going to be, at least be expected to be uh, reality and, and integrated. Where are CIOs uh, with it, and how are they planning in 2018 to gear up for it? Yeah, and I think this is a topic... Uh as you said, uh, very uh, actively being discussed, also top of mind for a lot of people, not just technologists, uh, but overall business uh, leaders. Uh, and I'd like to start maybe with a point of view, uh, Sanjog, is that uh, we actually have been focused uh, on the why and the so what. Uh, and uh, once those are clearly understood across the bank, uh, you know, other transformational things uh, follow. So whether they are in the a more traditional digital space, such as the cloud and the mobile, or they are more in the emerging digital space, uh, such as the advanced analytics, uh, you know, machine learning, or things like uh, cryptocurrency. So I've always felt that with that kind of a broader mindset, every leader in IT can be seen as a business leader. Um, and I've always felt that the CIOs first need to ground themselves in the business and the major business priorities. And once that's in place, uh, I think all these technologies that you talked about, uh, I mean, they are absolutely becoming real. They are being used uh, uh, by various businesses across different industries. Uh, What we've done is in order to really enable the business uh, priorities of a bank uh, that are primarily tied to growth, uh, efficiency, customer loyalty, and uh, the regulatory compliance uh, our technology organization of the bank has established this new guiding principle. Uh, and that principle is what I'm using, you know, day in, day out to make my decisions. And I think as we go uh, further into this call, I'll expand on that guiding principle and our tech strategy. Uh, but to answer your question uh, in, in more of a uh, kind of a summary uh, way, is uh, these things are real. Uh, they are actually uh, becoming very pervasive in our uh, fabric, uh, you know, as part of the broader industry, and uh, more exciting things are in store uh, in the coming uh, 12 to 24 months. So, given always, uh, CIOs are supposed to, on one hand, look at the cost control, because, of course, as you're going to grow, you're going to change. There would be new things tried, and there would be new elements that will be brought as part of the puzzle, and that could shake up what you originally did to bring something to a stable state which was running the leanest. So, of course, cost control would be one of the areas where you would focus. And then 
in order to go digital, just that that is just one example, you would have to rethink your processes. So process improvement will also be at least one of the activities that you will be, uh, or your group or, or your business uh, will be busy with. What else, which is not as obvious, that is on your plate, which is either misunderstood or undermined, but otherwise is important for you to create the real, tangible, meaningful business value as the IT group that you hate, uh, you're heading. Yeah. And, uh, you know, as you very well said, uh, there are certain aspects uh, of uh, technology that have to work consistently well. Uh, these are the things I would call them as foundational aspects of, uh, uh, of delivery. Uh, and uh, things tied to, as you said, uh, cost management, uh, you know, ongoing process improvement, systems availability, uh, you know, your foundational aspects of cybersecurity, you know, those need to really work uh, day in, day out. And when they work, you know, you have the opportunity to really focus on other emerging aspects. So I would say uh, we've been focused on those fundamental aspects of uh, what's important for us for a business uh, in 17. We'll continue with that kind of a mindset for 18 and beyond. At the same time, I think focusing on driving new business growth opportunities, uh, a more uh, strong and proactive approach to driving information security, uh, and then regulatory compliance uh, uh, level of mindset, you know, should stay top of mind. Uh, you know, this may be a good time for me to briefly mention our guiding principle I uh, mentioned just a couple of minutes ago. Uh, so our gu- guiding principle that we have laid out for the bank, you know, uh, you know, part of the technology charter of the bank is to deliver customer-centric uh, products and services with speed and agility uh, and with embedded security and compliance at an optimal cost by empowering our talent. And so if I was to unpack this, there are three uh, kind of major stakeholders that are captured in this guiding principle. You, know, you have customers on one side, the customer centricity. You have uh, the employees uh, on the other extreme you know, with, with respect to empowering a talent. And right in the middle, you have your shareholders. And when you look at cost optimization, uh, security, and compliance. So what we've basically done is uh, this guiding principle you know, has... Uh, you know, in addition to supporting the three stakeholders, it has five kind of core elements. It has customer centricity, you know, speed and agility, embedded security and compliance, number four, optimal cost, and number five, talent empowerment and partnerships. So we believe by focusing on this broader charter of the organization that goes beyond uh, the important aspects of cost optimization and process optimization is what the priorities should be based on. And as a result, uh, it makes it a lot more encompassing of the broader uh, enablement that you want to drive for your business. And then uh, the other thing I would uh, mention is that, you know, what you measure is what you treasure. And so if you don't have the right metrics uh, in place, uh, what we've done is uh, uh, in order to ensure that we are measuring our progress and our success, for each of these five elements that I talked about, we have two metrics each. So what I refer to, you know, basically uh, uh, 10, top 10 metrics to manage the IT for the bank. And those things I personally pay a lot of attention to uh, on how we are, again, uh, progressing and uh, uh, driving our success. So given all the different things that we spoke about, like process improvement, cost control, and then you spoke about security, those were also there even in 2016 and 2017. The things which, at least on the, on the business and technology change front, is the acceptance of new ways to look at, like basically artificial intelligence or machine-to-machine mm-hmm. uh, communication, and even uh, people are talking at the process level to fundamentally rethink because now you want to replace humans with bots. So... Would you think that is just peripheral versus it's something which is, it is the right time for us to have 2018 become that uh, that year where you will take concrete steps towards exploring them and if possible, 
them, or is these these are good in a museum? Yeah, no, I, I, no, I, I, I do believe uh, these capabilities, you know, artificial intelligence, robotics, and machine learning. You know, while they are not new, uh, with the advancement of the user-friendly digital agenda and the maturity of open source technologies, uh, these capabilities have become a uh, lot more accessible to businesses. Uh, you know, furthermore, there are many training opportunities in these areas, both for the emerging workforce being educated in colleges or existing workforce that is in the industry being trained on these technologies. Uh, you know, we in particular are applying these capabilities across our business units. Uh, and I do see them uh, further growing and being adopted across industries uh, in the next 12 to 24 months. Uh, so if I take some specific examples, and if you think of uh, uh, a technology like RPA, robotics process automation, uh, it's something that uh, uh, is very real. Uh, you know, we have put it uh, to use across uh, multiple business units, and uh, even the early results are very, very positive. And uh, what it's uh, helping us do is to free up some of our uh, human resources to focus on things that they, in the past, did not have the cycles to focus on. Uh, and in some cases, it's uh, uh, really helping drive customer delight through a better customer service because uh, uh, our uh, colleagues are available to provide that extra level of uh, customer service support. Uh, in other cases, it's uh, removing efficiencies or removing inefficiencies from the system by bringing some of these uh, automation uh, oriented capabilities into the environment. Uh, if I take a look at machine learning and, uh, and AI, uh, in many uh, aspects of a business, there are some very timely opportunities, uh, and we are actually applying it in some areas already. Um, these algorithms that you use to really have the system learn from the interaction between the customers and the, and the, and the business, you know, those algorithms are now becoming very easy to implement as I mentioned, with uh, the availability of some of the open source technologies. So, in, in short, you know, these things are not uh, uh, just a hype. Uh, however, with anything new that comes into the environment, you've got to be well aware of what are the possible outcomes. And sometimes some uh, unexpected uh, outcomes can actually happen as well. And that not, may not be in the best interest of your uh, business. So, having some... Uh, a clear set of prescriptions on how best to use these technologies and, and being very clear about the fit for purpose of these technologies will help businesses to use them the right way, get the most out of them, and without having a good strategy on how to use them could cause other challenges as well. So let's take a quick break, listeners. We'll be right back. And thank you. I would like to explore how, what... Besides the fact that, okay, these new technologies come and, and you've been around the block long enough that you've seen some new technologies come, you adopt them or you play with them, and some, some uh, actually get adopted, others are put to the side. Is this era of looking at data differently, looking at people differently, and be able to get into people's mind far better and far more effectively than we could ever do, that is our customers, is that changing your role or, or, or what you're going to put on your plate? Or is it just your three or four compartments like any leader had is to say, okay, I have to handle talent, I have to have this handle this new technology, I have to work well with the business, and I have to lead with a vision. Kind of came up with four, so it turns out I shared the four areas. But is there anything that you think there is a material difference and any, any leader or the people who report to you, their lives are going to change as a result of these, these totally different way of tackling the life and business. Well, just take a, take a minute. Uh, we'll be back, listeners, and let's explore. The future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today. 
Your growing business needs a highly productive workforce, effectively communicating and collaborating without exposing corporate data to cyber attacks. Are you looking to balance security and workforce productivity? Move beyond short-term measures and securely scale your business with BlackBerry Enterprise Mobility Management Solutions. To learn more, please visit blackberry.com forward slash enterprise. Patient-centered care requires a connected enterprise. Are you ready? If you're looking to scale your healthcare IT efforts, visit redmain.com forward slash health today. Whether it's to connect data from multiple partner solutions or developing software for unique needs, Redmain can help. To find out how Redmain can help your company deliver on the patient-centered care promise, visit redmain.com forward slash health or call 773-693-3919. Visit today. Predict your company's future by creating it. Is your workforce able to connect, exchange ideas, and share brilliance simply and securely? Create tomorrow, today. Empower your people to innovate anytime and anywhere with secured BlackBerry Enterprise Mobility Management and Document Sharing Solutions. To learn more, visit BlackBerry.com forward slash enterprise. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to CTN, CIO Talk Network, with Sunjo Gall. To learn more about our program, please visit CIOTalkNetwork.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. So, Sangi, uh, you, you and I could have had this conversation I think in the last decade, multiple times, and new technologies would have come. You would have handled people. Uh, your people would be uh, looking forward to or excited or nervous about something new that's coming. And somehow, when you look back, you would have tackled it. Is this another hiccup or is this another spike? Is this another excitement? Or would you say some of these things which you never thought would even happen? in terms of technological advancements or how they could be utilized and how the world is thinking it will be utilized. Is that changing your life as a leader and the people who report to you? Yeah, and uh, Sanjog, this is one of the things, uh, you know, oftentimes uh, we all uh, sit and think about, uh, we look at, you know, what's happened through the rear view. Uh, we look at, you know, where we are, and then we try to see through the windshield, you know, where we're headed. Uh, you know, and anytime you look at an S-curve where things start to really move up more exponentially, uh, I believe that the last many years of uh, work that has been done, uh, you know, groundwork that has been done where things have been uh, becoming more mature, use cases are being uh, experimented with in the labs, uh, the things are starting to get to the point where uh, it's, the stage is being set up for things to grow uh, maybe at a more exponential rate. And uh, what I kind of mean by that is, uh, you know, the technology is definitely uh, disrupting our environment. Uh, and so we need to basically continue to change. Uh, but what's different, right? What's different? Uh, and what's kind of different from my perspective is, first of all, uh, it's not just technology. And our workforce, uh, when I look at, is also changing rapidly, you know, more than, 30% of our workforce uh, are now made of digital uh, natives. You know, these are the people who were born after 1980. Uh, roughly two-thirds of them, I would see them as Gen Xers or millennials. Uh, you know, their expectations, uh, uh, as well as many of ours, are now being set by the very best uh, online businesses. Uh, it's just no longer banking competitors that we need to worry about. Uh, you know, we need to keep pace with the likes of, uh, you know, the Amazons, Facebook, Apple, you know, Google. And so when I think of uh, the customers are using these capabilities that day in, day out, they are being exposed to these uh, digital experiences or, and beyond. Uh, you know, we no longer can just continue to uh, wait for business requirements to be created and then try to come back with some solutions. Um, so what's, uh, you know, kind of the approach to that? Uh, 
uh, you know, at least in my my kind of uh, perspective, is to you know stay very very well informed, uh, be really uh, uh, open to driving change in a very inclusive way. So one of the aspects I, I kind of share with the team is this crowdsourcing mindset. You know, you're no longer limited by the resource pool of your technology team. You know, you have uh, uh, business partners who are coming very savvy with some of these uh, learnings. Uh, schools are now teaching all these aspects uh, of digital orientation. And so in order to really uh, be effective in your, in your, in, in your uh, job, and to have your leadership team be fully uh, embracing this mindset is to be as inclusive, leverage crowdsourcing, create crowdsourcing kind of communities inside your own companies. Uh, and these communities of practice are then basically unleashed to really think of out of the possible. Uh, and what you're now able to do is create a multiplier effect uh, and not be constrained by, again, you know, those five, six, seven resources that you would be relying on in the past when you introduced a new technology. So in, in summary, I would say it's not about technology, it's about the change and how do you really uh, tap into a broader resource pool to really bring some of these changes to fruition in your work environment. Uh, and then the other piece I would like to highlight is that this whole mindset of, you know, in the last few years, we've talked about agile delivery, think more in terms of minimally viable products. You know, don't look for this big bang change to come into your environment and then wait for it to be... Uh, ready to declare success. Uh, instead, think of many small, minimally viable products-oriented changes coming into your environment. And if you don't do well with one or two of them, you know, fast, fail, learn fast, and move on. And so that's my kind of uh, perspective is to learn, adapt, uh, experiment, uh, and the ones that look promising, you know, get fully behind those and drive them forward. So I'm not sure if that's kind of answered what you were looking for uh, on, on what do I see becoming more different as we move forward. No, so, so I definitely see that you are trying to, like you used the term digital natives, and it seems like it is a design of your organization which has to change because, of course, you cannot force a regular technology individual or even a business person who is supposed to help deliver on these promises by uh, retrofitting something and feeling, oh, yeah, this is a slap-on. So you, you brought some digital natives. But then that's like part of the puzzle because they are going to bring that breath of fresh air and they would have lesser experience. They will have literally no business knowledge or they may have some. But you also have people who currently existed. So your change management that you're trying to do here will require people who are motivated and who are equipped and who have been offered uh, the training. And many people may not have signed up for this crazy, maddening pace of change. So if in 2018 you have to get everyone on board and further streamline, are you going to pull out a magic bullet to get everyone to think in the same way so that when you try to uh, align whatever strategies you created to the execution, or actually aligning execution to the strategy, then you've got the people who actually have to do the job are there, motivated, and equipped. Yeah. Uh, and Sanjog, if anybody is selling that magic bullet, I'll buy it. Uh, <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I don't believe there is one out there, uh, and I could be wrong. Uh, but I... Uh, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll uh, maybe highlight by saying that, uh, you know, there's a session I had conducted on this topic, uh, you know, that I think it's titled Managing the Digital Talent Life Cycle. Uh, it was one of the uh, sessions uh, that you had hosted, and I had shared my kind of broader thoughts on what do I see as the uh, importance of really cultivating in this digital uh, talent kind of a landscape. Uh, and one of the things that I shared at that time, if I recall, was that, you know, the change is, uh, uh, and change management, you know, it requires a broader uh, level of your uh, workforce to come along the journey. And it's very, very important that you're looking at every segment of your talent pool to fully 
uh, offer them the opportunities and equip them with the right tools and, uh, and resources that they would need to be successful and things that they're motivated about. Uh, we uh, have put together an effort. I, you know, we call it ComTech. It's the College of Technology and Innovation in the bank. And uh, with ComTech, we are actually rolling out these uh, learning segments uh, that will be not only available to the technology colleagues, but actually available to all colleagues uh, at the bank level. And uh, uh, you know, maybe on a future session, I can share some more insights on you know, what we are doing with this ComTech uh, program. Uh, but what it is uh, really designed to do, and parts of it are being kind of rolled out uh, you know, in, in next weeks and months, uh, is to really create a foundational understanding of the digital capabilities across the bank. Uh, across all business units of the bank. And then there are deeper uh, uh, modules, you know, uh, as you would think of maybe a 200 or, or a 300 level course uh, uh, that is then geared more towards the technology colleagues. So what we are basically looking to do is, number one, create a broader level of learning agenda, uh, an agenda that is grounded in constant and continuous experimentation, uh, ensuring that we are creating this, these pairs of you know, digital natives uh, along with the more tenured, seasoned colleagues, and they can actually have a ongoing level of sharing of information. No one can bring a deeper domain knowledge to the table. The other brings basically the insights and learnings that they have gained from a emerging technology landscape, and that pair uh, then actually becomes a, a very, very powerful construct to bring the best and then drive a shared learning and outcomes going forward. So those are some of the, some of the tactics that we are applying uh, to ensure that uh, this, uh, this continuous uh, uh, inflow of learning uh, within our talent pool is becoming part of our uh, ongoing approach. And, you know, we've also always discussed uh, about, you know, the different initiatives you'll start. At one end, you have a lot of things to be experimented with for you to know what works for you. On the other hand, you have to handle uh, the stakeholders' expectations that doing these experiments to know what's the sweet spot. And the third, you have to make sure that the energy and enthusiasm and the culture that, yes, we want to move forward, we want to change, has to be almost uniform. You have to make it uniform across the organization for you to move this big ship forward. And when you were just doing the POCs, that's one thing. But in 2018, as at least what I hear from talking to many people, is that that uh, honeymoon, if you will, as I mentioned in the beginning, is over. They are saying, I, this is digital now. I mean, we, we cannot move forward. So, Who's going to push this agenda? So while I say CIO agenda, but your agenda could not remain your agenda. It has to be a business agenda where they ought to drive it. But is that, if that's not happening, so are you taking or are you thinking of taking control of the situation and nudging and pushing and shepherding your business counterparts to make sure that, you know, you are able to say, Help me help you. Is that how you're thinking in 2018? Yeah, you know, that's, that's, a, that's a great, uh, I think there are a lot of insights in that question as well uh, that you asked on joke is, uh, you know, I'll take a specific example. Uh, we have uh, uh, constructed uh, and had uh, certain sessions uh, that I would call where we brought the uh, you know, the CIO, the head of uh, retail business, the head of treasury business, the head of wealth management business, our chief marketing officer. And uh, we've had sessions where five of us have uh, talked about that as we think about the future of the bank, uh, as you think about what are the must-dos that we should really do with high quality and with the level of uh, uh, quality, you know, as said, the quality to sustain, uh, and what are the bold moves that we need to undertake in order to really transform our capabilities to keep them very customer-centric so we can uh, drive higher customer loyalty? 
And so first thing I would say is it's not about technology at all. In fact, it's all about the business uh, growth. It's about business transformation. And uh, technology becomes a very critical enabler. Uh, but if we don't spend the time to really understand the so what of the business opportunities, then uh, we would absolutely miss the mark. And uh, the other piece I would say is that uh, you know, when you think about uh, the other aspect of where we have so much invested in technologies from last many years, and, uh, and uh, many of these things have gone through those cycles of uh, you know, excitement and is there a hype and then they become real, uh, things, uh, things like service-oriented architecture many years ago, right? There was a you know, huge excitement about it. People thought it was a brand new thing. Uh, will it sustain or not? And, uh, and over the course of time, it became part of a fabric. Uh, so that's the other piece that we are also very focused on is how do you leverage your legacy assets that you have invested in? And uh, by using tactics like uh, you know, application programming interfaces or APIs or microservices, where we are actually opening up many of our legacy systems for our channels, so we can actually digitally enable the channels that are used for us to service our customers. So I would say, number one, it's all-inclusive. Uh, you know, bring all stakeholders to the table and make it a unified uh, technology-driven business transformation uh, and have shared agenda. And number two, really continue to uh, leverage uh, the investments you already made in the past. So everything doesn't need to be a greenfield approach. Uh, now, those are great when you have those approaches, but that should not hold you back to transform your business. You know, if those opportunities don't uh, present themselves, then think creatively about what could you do with uh, things, things like APIs. So let's take a quick break, listeners. And uh, saying when we come back, let's challenge the notion that there can be an IT strategy or there should be an IT strategy to deliver IT uh, in today's day and age where the fundamentals of what a core IT strategy was dependent on is being challenged on a regular basis. So what would a strategy or a vision look like for a CIO, especially when the type of things that are coming your way. You did not grow up or, or got your experience in those fields at all. So talk about qualification of a CIO today before they can say, yes, I will build an IT strategy which will have a lasting power and which will be inclusive of all these new disruptions that are coming our way. Please sit listeners. We'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Predict your company's future by creating it. Is your workforce able to connect, exchange ideas, and share brilliance simply and securely? Create tomorrow, today. Empower your people to innovate anytime and anywhere with secured BlackBerry Enterprise Mobility Management and Document Sharing Solutions. To learn more, visit BlackBerry.com forward slash enterprise. Patient-centered care requires a connected enterprise. Are you ready? If you're looking to scale your healthcare IT efforts, visit redmain.com forward slash health today. Whether it's to connect data from multiple partner solutions or developing software for unique needs, Redmain can help. To find out how Redmain can help your company deliver on the patient-centered care promise, visit redmain.com forward slash health or call 773-693-3919. Visit today. Your growing business needs a highly productive workforce, effectively communicating and collaborating without exposing corporate data to cyber attacks. Are you looking to balance security and workforce productivity? Move beyond short-term measures and securely scale your business with BlackBerry Enterprise Mobility Management Solutions. To learn more, please visit blackberry.com forward slash enterprise. America Business Network, the bottom line in business.
You are listening to CTN CIO Talk Network with Sunjo Gall. Now, back to the show. IT traditionally was uh, moving at a, a regular pace. It was growing, it was morphing. And the technology leaders who grew up with it, I'd say they had they had earned their stripes to be able to handle those changes, and that's why they could build a strategy and be able to uh, lead the, the, the people within their group as well as business confidently. In 2017 and 2016, or maybe 2015, those last three years have brought forward a lot of new, uh, brand new ways of looking at how we live our lives and new, do business and, and related technologies and paradigm shifts. The CIOs who may be at the top today may not, or in, I, I can claim that not most of them may not, do not have that background for them to fundamentally drop what they've learned and, and build a very cohesive and powerful and actionable strategy. Am I correct in this assumption? And if I am, then, then 2018 almost requires the CIOs to go back to school for them to be relevant or stay relevant for the business. Yeah, and, uh, you know, this is, a, this is an area when I think about, uh, and I'll just start with, uh, you know, just my own example. Uh, many of the things that I am maybe stating now or able to articulate about the importance of uh, uh, the so what understanding the business purpose, the why, you know, what's the marketing strategy, uh, what are some of the uh, roadmaps that are important to your business partners. Uh, I mean, these things didn't come easy for me personally as well. Uh, you know, being trained in a traditional uh, technology kind of a landscape, uh, I think what worked out well for me, and fortunately for me, having some really strong mentors along the journey uh, having some real uh, learning opportunities along the journey. I would say it was almost after 15 years being in the IT industry and enjoying what I was doing, I felt that in order to really uh, understand some of the other significant aspects of the business, I had to continue to uh, educate myself. And I uh, you know, went back to the business school and, uh, and uh, in addition to having the technology education uh, got myself uh, really immersed into uh, the MBA program that I uh, undertook. And it really kind of opened up my eyes to, you know, what, what are the importances of some of these other aspects of the business that I really did not even pay much attention to, uh, to begin with. Uh, if I fast forward, you know, the kind of the outcome of that program, uh, there were things that I really enjoyed. I did not realize until I got into those things, uh, whether it was business strategy work, uh, uh, work uh, in regards to marketing. Uh, in fact, some of the courses I did very, very well were the courses I would have uh, not taken uh, in, originally because I thought that wasn't part of the technology charter. So I, I would say, you know, having that openness to challenge yourself and uh, and take calculated risks and then... Uh, come back on the other side and say, you know what, had I not tried this, I would have never benefited from this level of learning. Uh, and if I think about being comfortable now at the, at, the, at, the, at the level because of that hard level of learning, and as I said, didn't come easy, uh, and our chief marketing officer is now able to come to a technology town hall and, and give an update on the technology strategy because of the partnerships we're building. And, uh, and I have actually given an update on our marketing strategy uh, in, a, in a joint town hall. So to me, I think it's one of those things that if we don't really uh, you know, challenge ourselves and continue to learn, uh, this will become a bigger challenge for the leaders to solve down the road. And uh, I think the other, the other point I would make is you know, surrounding yourself with people with levels of strength is very, very important too. You know, even with the best of the training, learning, uh, you know, there are no... I mean, I shouldn't say there are no superheroes. There are probably some superheroes out there. I, I also uh, feel that, uh, you know, I'm for sure not a superhero, and there are maybe superheroes out there. Uh, 
but I like to surround myself with uh, leaders who bring the diverse perspectives, uh, different levels of strengths uh, to the table. And as a result, uh, you know, while we can continue to learn and grow, uh, we also bring others to the table who, as part of the team then, can make us uh, collectively much stronger. And, and, and what you just mentioned uh, is, is something which, of course, every CIO must be doing. What do you do about those pockets where you don't know much, other people who are following you don't know much about the subject matter, and any partners or consulting firms, you name it, everyone is a wannabe. They don't know much. If you had to, and and of course the business says, you know what, I want to harness the value of this innovation. I want to do something with it. So as part of your 2018 agenda, what would you do to build that new muscle where there is no trainer, there is no whey protein or anything else which will help you build that? Yeah. You know, one specific effort we have uh, undertaken, I uh, call it, uh, connected labs. Uh, this is where we are uh, with the universities and with our other technology suppliers. Uh, uh, we are actually getting the labs connected where we will pose a, uh, a use case, uh, a kind of a business opportunity uh, that we are trying to really find a solution for. And uh, we will uh, reach out to this uh, fabric uh, and bring in individuals, you know, from different uh, backgrounds, you know, who may have a different perspective. You know, one of the things I share with the team is, you know, leadership is where you can find it. It's not in titles or bands or, or, or great levels. And sometimes you can be so positively uh, surprised by an insight a colleague could share uh, that you would have traditionally not engaged them because they were not part of your uh, typical resource pool. So... That's one aspect of uh, you know what we are looking to do is uh, really uh, find every possible way to uh, hear different perspectives. Uh, so to your point about you know from innovation standpoint, really having this uh, continuous experimentation mindset and having these connected labs that reach out to your broader uh, supply chain uh, and be able to hear perspectives that shape your thinking and 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 you as a result get to learn from those perspectives as well. So uh, coming to your uh, current uh, situation where you are, and you are trying to look at your own IT strategy and or how it aligns with the business strategy, do you think you have that uh, ability to look that, okay, in the next 12 months, this is what I'm going to do, and I have got clarity on what technologies I will pick up and or what uh, business processes we would go ahead and pick up? Or is, is the sandboxing going to continue? Yeah. You know, I, I would I, I'll, maybe I'll, I'll share with you what are the top four things that uh, we are planning to focus on uh, as part of the technology agenda for the bank in 2018. Uh, but maybe prior to that, I can uh, provide a little bit of a, uh, or shine a little light on you know, what our tech, strategy, what we refer to as Tech Vision 2020, uh, is comprised of. And at the, you know, at the fundamental level, uh, it has two key components. You know, one is strengthening a core uh, on one hand and then transforming a future on the other. And you can think of uh, you know, all sorts of uh, analogies uh, from sports to education to construction, uh, but you need both, a strong core and a set of transformational capabilities. You know, doing one without the other simply won't cut it. And uh, what we've done is we have uh, established five tactics uh, for each of these two key components of our strategy. And they provide us with enough flexibility, we believe, for us to continue to make adjustments as needed as the demand uh, continues to emerge. And so at, at a fundamental level, our strategy has enough flexibility in it uh, to be able to apply the established technologies to drive the business level of uh, agenda we are driving. At the same time, uh, not kind of getting complacent uh, about the established capabilities and hence keeping our eyes very, very open and uh, very hands-on way experimenting 
with the newer, newer capabilities that then become part of the core as you start to bring them into your uh, establishment. So if I go back to, you know, uh, to your other part of the question, it's for 18, the way uh, we have formulated our technology priorities for next year, there are basically four kind of core priorities. And the first one is uh, drive customer-centric digital delivery. Uh, the second is advanced technology transformation. Uh, number three is uh, modernize information security and risk management. And number four is uh, enable human capital growth. If I maybe just take examples, very quick examples to you know, uh, make them a little bit more real for your listeners. Uh, you know, in the area of drive customer-centric digital delivery, uh, there is a specific effort on how do we monetize our information assets uh, by providing uh, advanced analytical business solutions to our uh, clients. And these clients could be in the commercial banking space, for example. Uh, in the area of advanced technology transformation, uh, accelerating the cloud agenda that we have. So we have already embarked on a cloud uh, priority in 2017 and made some really uh, tangible progress. Uh, the next wave of uh, the cloud capabilities you know, is, for example, part of this advanced technology transformation uh, priority. Uh, for the third item that I talked about, modernized information security and risk management, uh, one of the uh, specific uh, um, targets and goals for next year is to create a frictionless uh, and embedded security. So things tied to you know, advanced biometrics, for example, would fall into that category. And in the area of uh, enabling human capital growth, uh, as I mentioned earlier uh, during the segment, uh, the focus on ComTech. Uh, the College of Technology and Innovation that we have established uh, in the bank. Uh, a lot of focus will be on training our people on capabilities that are either tied to DevSecOps, you know, this whole uh, agility-oriented approach to uh, delivering new capabilities. Um, so those are a few examples of uh, you know, how we are looking to shape 2018. And, uh, and I believe these four priorities are very uh, encompassing of what's important to us as a business, as a bank. And uh, by putting these uh, four priorities in front of us, uh, uh, it's not tech for the sake of tech. It becomes very much uh, a business-oriented uh, technology organization. Now, what, you, what we are trying to build is, I would call a Ferrari, right? The one with all the new age uh, technology, the most optimized processes, you know, the, the works. And security, in my view, is like brakes on a Ferrari. It should not prevent it from moving faster, but at least give you the assurance that you're not going to topple over. Do you think, as your agenda in 2018, security is going to be a line item and a forethought in every initiative and not just being given lip service, but embedded in the way you're going to build a secure. So you'll do secured innovation. You will have secured outcomes. You'll have SecOps. And you will allow sustainability of an organization by keeping the focus on security. While it may be a sub-function of what a CIO handles, but I guess CIOs and CISOs, whosoever is going to manage it, they, they have given up on the idea that they could prevent a breach. They are somehow praying and, of course, working hard to be able to respond well to the breach. I personally believe we could do better, but that requires us not looking at it as an afterthought. So what, do you, what does 2018 bring in that regard? Yeah, and I uh, fully agree with you. Uh, it should not be an afterthought. Uh, uh, I would say uh, in a very, very deliberate way, uh, we, when we established a guiding principle that I shared earlier on this call, I mentioned that uh, one of the core components there, which says embedded security and compliance, you know, it was for that reason that it should not be seen as an afterthought. So it is right in the middle of our guiding principle uh, laid out as a very critical proactive measure 
that every technology colleague is expected to uh, to adhere to. Uh, if I take another a few other examples where we are trying to make it part of our DNA, you know, we had this whole focus on DevOps, uh, this whole continuous uh, uh, delivery, continuous integration mindset, and we have actually for 2018 uh, decided to put DevSecOps and security is right in the middle of the, uh, you know your your whole development and your operations focus. Uh, we have very commonly used this phrase, uh, secure and fast, uh, in 2017. And uh, if I think of our uh, number of priorities, you know, including cloud, we first put the focus on implementing these security prescriptions uh, before we decided to uh, undertake uh, any level of uh, cloud uh, deployment work. So I, I would say in a nutshell, from my standpoint, it is something that uh, needs to be very genuinely made part of your charter, uh, and that is also the reason why uh, of the top four things I talked about for all of technology for the bank for 2018, uh, modernizing our information security and risk management uh, is one of the uh, foundational elements of our focus area for 2018. On behalf of the show and our listeners, uh, really thank you, Sanyu, for sharing your thoughts on how you are positioning your team and your business for growth by taking a rather clear and a cohesive approach to how technology, not just getting enamored with what comes next or what's what we're dealing with now, but taking a cohesive approach to bringing um, all different elements of your business and technology together. So, there is some sustained growth and a secured growth. And then basically see how 2018 can further stabilize a rather sandboxing and experimentation-based IT or, or, or business crusades and make them mainstream so that the real value is the outcome. I really thank you for the way you've shared what you shared. Uh, great, Sanjog. I thank you for the opportunity to share my thoughts and uh, wish you and uh, all your listeners a very happy and successful uh, 2018. Oh, thank you, and same to you. And listeners, hope you enjoyed. Please like us on Facebook, search for CTN. Be sure to follow us on Twitter, LinkedIn, and uh, join our podcast. We are on iHeart, TuneIn, Stitcher, and now on Spotify. So thank you again for listening to this segment of CTN. This is Sanjog All, your talk show host. Till next week, take care and God bless. Thank you for tuning in to CTN, CIO Talk Network, with your host, Sunjoe Gall. To learn more about our program or for show archives, comments, or questions, please visit CIOTalkNetwork.com. Thank you again for listening. CTN CIO Talk Network is brought to you by Redmain and BlackBerry.